0: From the Delaware Council on Gambling Problems. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Morning.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for checking in. We appreciate it. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's great being here. It's beautiful weather. Yes. Uh, happy to rain a little bit later, but it's nice. Good warm start to 2023. Yes. Yes.
0: So. yes. No snow. You know, I, I like the 60s. It was 72 the other day in Salisbury. So that makes beautiful. Me happy. <laughs> I had a nice drive down. I drove down from Newark today, so oh. you know, nice, 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 warm, easy drive. No nice. traffic, at least yeah. not yet. Very good. You know, Very so. good. Well, John, thank you so much for coming in, Delaware sure. Council on gambling problems tell us a little bit about what you do and i know you uh, talked about going to the schools and talking to youth uh tell us about it
1: yeah so um first of all our agency to delaware council on gambling problems has been around since 1986 okay and we've generally addressed people who develop gambling disorder okay mm-hmm. um, that's been our primary cause as an agency um we've really enhanced our our um, services over the last maybe decade or so really with treatment and prevention Um, So I'm the prevention services coordinator for youth for our agency, and what I do is I go into schools, middle schools and high schools throughout the state, and I talk to kids about making the connection between drug and alcohol addiction, substance abuse, and also uh, behavioral addictions such as video games, gambling, and also even our cell phones, and the fact that it can have the same impact on those same reward centers of our brain that drug and alcohol addictions do.
0: Now, cell phones and kids... It's got to be tough. It, it <laughs> it's is. It's got to be so, tough. An iPad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So
1: one of the things that I deal with just kind of on the front line of being in the classrooms is kids in the classrooms with phones. Right. Um, and as you can and imagine, they allow it's, it. it's, I, it's much to the chagrin of the teachers normally who are present in the classrooms. Right. Um, but the policies are difficult to enforce. There are some schools in our state who have just started uh, utilizing what's called a yonder bag, which started initially with like concerts. Um, and different uh, yes. other forms of entertainment where you would lock your phone away. Okay. And so basically it's like, kids, if you can't control your own phone use, we're going to take the phones from yeah. you. And so we're sort of, I think we're going to start seeing that pattern more in our state. It's been going on in school districts around the country um, with great results. What we've noticed is when, when phones are in classrooms, test scores go down, grades go down, and negative behavioral outcomes go up. So we're seeing a lot of the gambling principles um, that are applied from casinos into, our, you know, into video games, things like arcades that are that our kids go to, claw games, coin games. We're starting to also see this in our social media video feeds. Right. It's what are called intermittent reinforcement principles. Makes it really difficult to get off our phone. Not just kids, us oh. too. Oh. You know, <laughs> us oh, I know. we're yes. the biggest culprits, right? we well, like yeah. I mean, a...
0: especially like you know, in this business, like I'm like constant, glued to the phone. You know, right. it's all about social media, and you know, going and we've live. developed.
1: I mean, listen, let's just be honest. We've developed a dependence on it. I always talk. Yeah. I always talk to people about. Listen, my whole life runs through my phone. Yes. My yep. personal life, my social life, my Your financial email, life, everything, email, everything, yeah. work life. So it all runs through our phone. But at the same time, it's all by design, and it's to just continuously keep us engaged. You know, on apps, giving them information, giving them content, and that's how they maximize profits, right? You know so, what I noticed
0: right away? Jessica and I both have our phones like sitting right in front of us on the table, and you don't.
1: I don't. My, my phone. It's not. I do this on purpose. Did I did you it by accident. It's a one-off.
0: It, did you leave it in the car? No, it? it's
1: in my. It's in my pocket. Okay. Um, it's okay burning okay. a hole in my pocket. No, 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 I'm just You're like, oh, I gotta
0: check Facebook. Oh man. Oh man. But, yeah, so I,
1: I talk to a lot of kids in the classroom um, about, about just about really how gambling mechanics show up in our lives. And, like, we do the we do this bit with the claw game. I know you guys have seen claw machines yeah. everywhere, yes, right? Yes, yes. And it's not like, you know, it's not like our, our pop-ups claw machine with, like, just little – stuffed animals and little plastic pieces of jewelry we're talking about no, serious nice technology stuff. in this yeah. you know, yeah, Xboxes yeah. Playstations Beats headphones you know Gucci handbags yep. and kids love this stuff right and so they're—it's. I feel like it's very predatory like you know hey let's play these games and if I don't win I'm going to continue to play and it's the same exact pattern as being in front of a slot machine Right, you just you don't win. It's that almost win. The claw almost picks it up, and you're like, oh, I almost got it. Let me put more money in the machine. And so we talk a little bit about that, and just understanding these forces, these psychological forces that are around us. I'm not here to tell you, hey, don't play the claw game. Hey, don't gamble. Don't play video games. I'm I'm just providing you the information. I want you to arrive at that conclusion. Okay. Right. So that's really what it's all about. I want to empower and inform kids and adults across the state about. Some of the dangers that the gambling mm-hmm. mechanics pose in our lives psychologically, how they can kind of take away time and, in, in a lot of cases, money as well.
0: So you go around and you speak to students in the schools. Yeah, I, go
1: into, I mostly walk through, work through health programs. Okay. So the health classes in, in all the schools and in all three counties, Sussex County, Kent County, Newcastle County, of course. Um, and so it's just something that I love to do. I had my own personal struggles as a kid with gambling addiction, so this is like really hits close to home for me. So being in the classroom. Being able to talk to kids about understanding the risks, understanding the signs, understanding the dangers of developing some of these specific sort of behaviors and addictions, you know, can be mm-hmm. really problematic. And if somebody maybe at my age, you know, when I was younger, maybe came in and talked to me a little bit more about that. I don't know. Would yeah. have, something have changed? Not sure. Right. I was a knucklehead like most of us were growing up. Right, you know, it's right. like one, in, one, in one ear and out the other. But I feel like, you know, I feel like all of our lives are composed of messages we've had throughout the years and not one person said anything that changed our lives but everybody's kind of chipped in Mm -hmm. with messages that have that have kind of formed who we are right you know in our belief systems and our behaviors and and things like that
0: very good very good now do you primarily work with youth or you i do so i work
1: with youth but i also work i also work in the criminal justice system we have a really good um treatment program so we have our we have um, providers throughout all three of our counties um and if anyone has a gambling addiction or if a parent wants to call us because their kid has a gaming or gambling addiction or some other you know digital disorder they can call us and we offer 20 free treatment up to 20 free treatment programs whether you have insurance or you don't um and we just have really good highly qualified highly trained um treatment providers in our state some of them are even uh are versed in, like, you know, clinical gaming disorder Mm -hmm. as well. So, and gaming is definitely something that's really emerged in the last four or five years that's gotten much more problematic, mostly because of some of the dangers that online gaming poses. Not just, not just, like, the fact that we can talk to people, we right. can get doxxed, things like that. But I'm talking about like a lot of the gambling mechanics. Uh, uh, games have what are called loot boxes. Okay. Um, and loot boxes are basically I call them like digital scratch offs. So you come across loot boxes and you can open them for sometimes for sums of money and you don't know what you're going to get. It's the same concept. Mm. You, you you scratch off uh, a ticket and you don't know if you're going to win, but you've just paid money and you're most likely going to play more because you want to win. Now it's the same concept.
0: I, I had asked you before, you know, about you know we were laughing about cell phones and kids and right. all that. You know, you take a cell phone away from a kid it's like you know you, you don't have to you know spank them anymore you know you take a cell phone away it's like torture you know for a lot of these kids and but you know their whole lives are on this phone and that's the society that we live in in 2023 now um i mean what would you say to you know a parent who's like look i I don't like when my kid doesn't have their phone. I, I need them to have their phone so I can constantly become in touch with them. And, you know. And
1: that's the argument in schools. Yeah. You know, when kids and parents. Uh, so I had to. So Colonial School District was the school that, that decided to implement the use of the Yonder Bags. And I had a chance to check out some of the Thread. Right. To see the comments. Some of them were like parents were like, hallelujah, praise Jesus, you know, and then some of them were like, oh, my God, I got to talk to my kids. Yeah. So is
0: it almost like 50
1: 50? It's a lot of pushback. But what we're realizing is like once you kind of pull the bandaid off really quick and do this, things start leveling out emotionally. Kids start becoming more focused in schools. Parents start realizing, you know what? It's not that big of a deal to have to have my phone on standby every second right. to, to be in contact with my child. I mean, when we we grew up in an era where I know, you know, we we didn't talk to our parents at all until we got off the school bus, or we you know, and then when we, when we did.
0: We were outside yeah, until dark. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> so I mean, we do
1: understand. We acknowledge it's a different era. Um, and, and we're going to behave differently as a result of how we've been conditioned digitally, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, we do still have to be careful. What are the danger signs? You know, what are the risks of being on our phones too much, of, being, of gaming too much, in terms of our kids staying in, our, in, in their uh, bedrooms too often? Are they devel- developing depression? Are they developing anxiety? Right. Um, are they having different patterns of the way they're spending money?
0: Are you seeing, like, a lot of, you know, I, I guess um, more and more nowadays after COVID, You know, as far as like kids, you know, being inside, being in the room, being on their game. I mean, it's got to be you're like, wow, this is so I
1: spend uh, we use a digital software company to do all our survey, um, to get all our survey data. Mm -hmm. And so prior to COVID, 29 percent of Delaware high school students were gaming for over four hours a day. 29 percent. So that's over a quarter. During COVID, it went to 42 percent. So oh. we're talking nearly half of high school kids are gaming four hours a day. We're not talking about Zoom. We're not talking about social media scrolling. We're not talking about, You're
0: just talking about gaming. school-aging yeah. homework.
1: We're talking about just gaming. So okay. imagine how much more time is comprised of being on our phones, texting, yeah. social media, everything else that's involved in our digital lives. And I feel like we're always on. Right, I, I kind of do, I do a little. Yeah, you're always on something. Hey, do a little yeah. little mindfulness exercise in the classrooms to sort of explain to kids. You know, we're just stressed out by our digital technology.
0: Yeah. it's not no longer <laughs> a coping
1: te- technique to be on it to, to deal with stress.
0: It is the source it of our stress. stress. Right? Yes, yes. Right.
1: And so you know whether it's our Chromebook, our iPad, our Xbox, our PlayStation, our phones, whatever, we're always on something, and it's all it's it's kind of like burning out these dopamine receptors. Right, making us much more, you know, I, I guess just immune to the reality that when we're on these, we're we're looking for sensations, we're looking for pleasure, yeah. but we don't even think about it anymore because it's been it's so. Just everyday common behavior to just be on it all the time. So many you know? parents love you
0: right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, man, please come to our house. Yeah, and- <laughs> so, I mean, and I do, I
1: do, like, I do, I do like, parents' nights in schools. And, okay. And I do other events as well, because I, I do feel like, as much as I love talking to kids, yeah. parents really parents
0: need it too. Parents yeah. really need to be
1: educated, because so many parents are like, I had no idea that my kid had access to my credit, my embedded credit card information when they were playing video games and spent $300 without me knowing before I got the credit card bill. So there's so many things that go on that parents just aren't aware of. So there's a website called ParentalTools.org. Okay. And a parent, in terms of their child's gaming behavior, they can set the... So if they go on ParentalTools.org, they can set the the controls on who they play with, what age-appropriate games they play, how long they play, and if they're making any financial transactions, they'll be notified. Oh, okay. So those things that some parents just don't have any idea... I have some parents who are very very involved in terms of making sure, like digital responsibility, like they'll, they'll check their kid's phone every day, make sure how long they're on it, it's got to be off by nine o'clock, it's not going upstairs, Right, it's going to be downstairs, you know, mm-hmm. so there are certain boundaries that are still in place, but I feel like parents are losing.
0: All right, well, let way. me ask you this, this is going to probably uh, piss off a lot of parents. At what age... Do you think that a child should receive their first cell phone? Oh, <laughs> this is from the expert forty one. No. <laughs> yes. So yes. from the Delaware Council yeah. on Gambling Problems, so this is the I, expert Mr. John I, Smith. I, I, I feel I feel like I
1: feel like uh, it, it's gotta be high school. Really? It's got to be fourteen. Old? <laughs> yeah. Now here's the thing: if if you want to give your kid a phone, it's got to be stripped down. Okay. If you want if you want to set it to where you you text your kids, your kids text you. If that's the concern, then great. Give it to them when they're ten, and that's it. Like limit everything, restrict everything. Okay. Once you start the online access, now we're talking about apps, we're talking about social media, we're talking about problems, we're talking about emotional development issues, we're talking about, you know, getting into sexual situations that you may not, oh. that aren't age, age appropriate. Um, so there's a lot. I mean, you know, I, I deal with a lot of uh, good conversations in health classrooms, and kids are talking about things like. You know, sending pictures to their boyfriends and getting pressure. Just, there's so many layers to it. It's not just about playing video games. It's not just about, you know, saying, hey, what's going on in this area or what are you wearing today on social media? Mm-hmm. There's so many more levels to it. And parents just, I feel like parents know, but it just takes a lot of emotional energy okay, to be vested in your child's digital life. You know, I mean, there's so much else to worry about. Yeah. And it's like, well, I got to worry about my kids being on, you know, Snapchat and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I got to worry about who they're talking to. And it's like, yeah. You do because, yeah. you know, things can become right. problematic. And I, and I feel like there's a, there was a study that came out uh, just a few years ago where high school kids, so we're talking about kids age 14 to 17, where depression rates have gone up 60% wow. between 2008 and 2017. Ooh. So let's think. What's correlated with that nine-year span? The advent of, of social media right. the evolution of social media, the evolution of our phones going from just having the, the Nokia with snake on it back in the early oh 2000s my gosh. right to now we have complete internet access. We have a, a you know we have a computer and a slot machine in our pocket all at once. Yeah, right where we're just getting all of these needs met. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love to talk about with kids is and with parents, there's three things emotionally that we really need. attention affection and validation. We need those three things the problem is we're getting them all in spades from our phone yeah and you're not right. from each other mm-hmm. you're right right And so I see I, I feel and there's not really any data yet but I'm just kind of going off the pulse of having conversations with kids seeing some of the data kind of my own experiences I feel like the reason why these depression and anxiety rates are going up despite there being more resources for depression and anxiety is because these phones are growing kids up faster than they are growing up neurologically well mm-hmm. look
0: so many times I've heard from adults not kids because they hate to have their stuff you know right. all for taken away but from adults like oh I got rid of my Facebook or I came off of social media for a certain amount of time best week of my life yeah. <laughs> you know and what's so the crazy digital detox. yes like. yeah. and, and doing what we do being on you know with our job and stuff being on social media being online all the time uh, you know when you like actually turn it off and you go out in the real world it's like two different worlds well here's like, the thing like you think that's real world, but when you actually turn it off and go outside, it's like a whole nother, you know, you got keyboard warriors, you got a whole nother community online than you actually do in person. You do. Yeah. Um, and, you know,
1: I just feel like the more connected we are digitally, the more disconnected we are as humans. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. in terms of the, the physical world. I hear I hear people say the real world. Right. But you right, have to realize right. in so many people's lives, that is that the real is world. That is the real yeah. world. You know, them. so I call it the physical world just to respect everyone's world. Right, But at the end of the day, yeah, the real world. Let's wow. honest, it's the real
0: world. Very good. Well, um, Mr. John Smith, again, Delaware Council on Gambling Problems. Uh, if people want more information. Yeah, I have a couple um, quick
1: websites I also sure, want to think out. So our youth website, we have a brand new youth website that we just got started. It's got so many resources on it. Okay. And it's called DangerousLevels.org. So if a parent wants to go on and learn a little bit more about their child's gaming behavior, phones, gambling, whatever – um dangerouslevels.org is a really good start to understand the gambling gaming connection um gamequitters.com if a kid wants to learn how to quit or cut back or understand what motivates them the game are they a a competitor? Are they an achiever? Are they an escaper? Are they a socializer? Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of learn a little bit more about what drives you. Um, GameQuitters.com is another one, and of course, our own gambling website. In terms of people who develop a gambling disorder, may want to, may want help, may need want questions asked is deProblemGambling.org. Okay, is the Delaware Council, Council on Gambling Problems home website deProblemGambling.org.
0: If uh, yeah, so if, if anybody needs information on how to, you know, have someone to talk to, have right. kids to talk to, they can do that. Go there. We
1: have tremendous resources up and down the state, and our help line is eight 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 five zero eighty eight eighty eight. So, you know, it's it's a it's a phone, you know, get on your phone, yeah, yeah, and call us. Um, go online and call us. Use this digital me- technology that we're that yeah. we're or maligning. That we right now. Use it to get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. I have yeah It's gotta be a it's gotta be a balance at the end of the day. That's what I tell kids and adults. It's all about balance and things digitally can just get so out of whack. Do you have kids yourself? I do. I have a two-year-old right now. Okay, and I'm oh, very mindful, wow. yes. very
0: mindful of his do they, do they digital cell? Does he have a cell phone yet? No, he
1: hasn't. But he, has Co- <laughs> he has Coco Melon
0: and Miss Rachel. Coco Melon and Miss Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. You know what's great? I don't know who that is, Justin. Yeah, does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate thank it, guys. You. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's 921.
1: Wake up every Thursday morning starting at 6.